0: Well, good morning, Northside family. Good to be with you and online. Want to welcome you in. And if it's your first time here, I just want to say welcome. And you came on a perfect weekend. This weekend is our baptism weekend. And uh, I want to celebrate. Uh, we have 18 people in the room today who, after the service, are gonna get baptized. And can we just celebrate them, man? I love, love what God is doing. Last night after our service, we had baptisms and the stories of just God's redemptive hand. And some people had only been coming here for a month, some at the beginning of the new year, and to see friends and family celebrating. And uh, something that God's really doing all this weekend that's really cool is our, uh, through our third through fifth grade ministry, we've got 11 of them getting baptized throughout the weekend. And I, I love what God is raising up. He's raising up the next generation to become followers of him. that's uh, near and dear to our heart here at Northside this it's not just for people who can drive or go to college. Uh, you know, it's like you're important too. Uh, but every single por- every single person is important to him. And just a quick reminder: in June, we're going to start demo in our Centrum area to make room for our kids' side expansion. And we're excited about that to make more room for them. And just want to say thank you for your partnership and sharing Jesus. We want to be a church where every single person knows that they matter. One of the things I'm really excited about about our expansion in the is this, uh, we have not had a permanent special needs area for ministry here, and part of the Centrum renovation is gonna make a permanent area for our special needs ministry. And I just love, love that. You know, we've got a number of people on our staff who have special needs kids, and uh, what you find out quickly is this, how much they care for their children, and what you also know is this, how much God cares for their children because every single person is made in the image of God and every single person has value and worth and we want to celebrate that. Uh, but this, this baptism weekend, I just want to remind you, uh, Jesus ends the book of Matthew giving this call. Some of you go, where, where does this baptism idea come from? Uh, Jesus ends the book of Matthew giving this commission to the disciples and, and to followers of him. And it says this in Matthew 28. Listen what Jesus says in verse 18. He gets his disciples together. This is after he's gone to the cross. He's rose again and he gets about 500 of his disciples together and he gives them this commission. He gives them this mission. He says, listen, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Go and make followers of me, of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then he says this, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded. And then he says this, and surely I am with you the whole of every moment. See this moment of baptism is this, one we identify with Christ's death, burial and his resurrection. But here's what we need to remind ourselves today about baptism. Baptism is a starting line. It's not a finishing line. Baptism is this beginning of you living out. I know several of you in this room, you're either graduating from high school or college. And this is what you would say at your graduation speech. You know, someone would ask you, What's what's your plans for the next five years? And I've yet to hear any high schoolers say this when they graduate high school. Next year I plan to retire. Right? You're just like, no. Right? When you talk to a, a high schooler who's graduated, you talk to somebody who's graduated college, what's your plan? are so like, oh, man, I'm going to move to New York. Oh, man, I'm going to do this. And, ah. And we're like, and who's going to pay for that? Yeah. Mom. Yeah. Dad. Right? You're like, uh-huh. uh-huh. That's kind of how it works. But if you talk to this next generation, this is what they know. When they graduate, they don't go, well, time to hang it up. Time to hang it up, done with school, 12 years of height. You know, school from first grade into high school, I'm all done. No, what happens is this, they are fired up to step into what's next. And today, what what we celebrate in baptism is this, is that we die to ourselves, but we are raised to life in Christ. And what happens is this, you and I have been given a mission. This is actually where our mission comes from as Northside, to connect unconnected people to Jesus Christ, See, God is saying, I've called you into this plan, and here's why I believe Jesus opens with these words, and it's going to point to where we're going to focus today in our series of saints and struggles is this, before he gets to the mission, and even before he says about baptism, and before he talks about, I'm going to give you my presence, Jesus says two words. He says this, all authority, all authority. Oftentimes, this has been my mistake. I've kind of bypassed that and I've gone right to the baptizing and the making the disciples and all nations and teaching them to obey and all these things. And I've skipped these two words, all authority. And here's the reason why. Today, here's the struggle we're gonna talk about as saints, as followers of Jesus. It's this, it's the struggle of approval. It's a struggle of approval. I don't know about you, I turned 40 this year and I thought, when I'm 40, I'm not gonna care what people think about me, right? Some of you are 60 going, yeah, I know. I thought at 60, I wasn't gonna care what people thought about me. And isn't it interesting, in elementary and in junior high, we really care what people think about us, what we dress, how we look. And what's fascinating is this, sometimes we believe we're gonna graduate out of caring what people think about. But I tell you what, man, even when you become a Christian, don't we struggle? about what people think about us. Matter of fact, social media has figured this out. That's why they put the whole algorithm based on likes because what social media knows is this, you and I, we like to be liked, don't we? Man, if you post something, I, I heard one comic said, it was so funny, he goes, isn't it funny how Christians post scripture only to check back how much people check it, right? How much people like it? Like John 3.30, he must increase, I must decrease. And then five minutes later, we're like, how many people like that? You know, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we want him to increase. But really what we want is this. We want people to like us. And, and Jesus in this commission, he starts by saying this. Hey, listen, I know you're going to struggle with what, people, with what you know, people say about you, what people think about you. And so here's what you need to know. All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. What Jesus knows is this. You and I are going to struggle with approval. And at the root of it is this, someone or something will be your approval and my approval. It's not a question of if, the question is this, what really is your approval? And here's why this matters even more, because you and I follow our approval. We follow our approval. Whatever we believe is the most thing, the most thing that matters the most in our life, whatever, if it's somebody's approval, it's this, you're going to follow it. You're going to allow it to shape you. This is why when we get baptized, what you're doing is this. You're going, nobody's approval is am I'm after except Jesus. And what happens is you identify in his death, burial, and resurrection and go, because of what he's done on the cross, Jesus has made me worthy. He has saved me. And now I get to live free of that. This whole series though, I've just given this image of this struggle. It's a picture of this iceberg and I'm gonna have us leave it up here on the screen for a moment. Here's what happens often time for us is this, as we battle approval, oftentimes we battle the approval on the surface. What people think about us, Maybe how much money we make or what type of car we drive. And, and really we, we battle on this. Leave, this, leave this picture up. I wanna, I wanna say what Henry Nouwen says, one of my favorite books, I believe it's in The Wounded Healer, his book, he's one of my favorite authors, he says this. He said, here's the mistake that we make about approval. He said, what Satan wants us to do is just focus on the surface and what people think about us and always neglect what's underneath. And he says this, here's what we begin to think about when we live on a surface level. That I am what I have, I am what I do, and I am what others say or think about me. I am what I have, I am what I do, and I am what others think or say about me. This is where Nowen says this, we've got to be careful because as followers, if we're not careful, what we'll begin to do is this. We'll begin to chase surface level approval with our whole life. And what Jesus has called us into is to the deep waters of his approval. To allow our lives to be reoriented around Jesus and his approval and around him and what he's done on the cross. And the fact that he rose again and he's given us his Holy Spirit What I'm going to do today as we talk about baptism weekend, I want us to look in Matthew chapter 3 at Jesus' baptism because what we find in Jesus and at his baptism is what we experience at our baptism. We experience the love of God in this place because we don't need surface-level approval. Matter of fact, I don't know if you found this out, you can get somebody's approval. And have you ever found this out? It's never enough. Or here's the other thing. Not only is it never enough, Sometimes your life, and maybe you've been in here today or you're watching online and this is where you are today, you never got the approval of your parents. You never heard your father say, I love you and I'm proud of you. And because you never heard that or felt that or experienced it, you now live in the aftermath of that. See, approval matters. We were designed for it. We crave it. Even if you're not a Christian here today, your heart and my heart, we need it. And what we find here in Matthew chapter 3 is this. In Jesus, our approval is already here. In Jesus, the approval that your soul longs for, that the deep waters of our soul desires is met in him. If you have your Bible or your YouVersion Bible app, open up to Matthew chapter 3. I want us just to look at this or it will be up on the screen. But we see this amazing moment in Jesus' life. And what we find is this, this is so imperative for us as we navigate our desire for approval in life. And listen to what it says here in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, it says this, that Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John, John the Baptist. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? Now, that's a pretty good observation, right? Turns out when you and I get baptized, it's like, yeah, we're we're recognizing that Jesus, we're a sinner, and we're being saved by your grace. Jesus was not a sinner. And so you go, Jesus, why are you being baptized? Jesus says this, let it be so now, because it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented Turns out it's good not to argue with Jesus, right? You're like, whatever you want, man, that's right. We're going to do that. And what do you want to eat after your baptism, Jesus? We're going to get that too, my man. Whatever you want. But what we find here in this passage is this. Jesus says, I'm doing this to fulfill all righteousness. See, what's happening in the book of Matthew, I didn't realize this when I first read it. Sometimes the book of Matthew can actually be pretty boring when you open it up. In Matthew chapter 1, it's just the genealogy of Jesus. Wow right, names that you can't pronounce, you know, and you're like, what is going on here? And what's happening here is Matthew is doing this. He is writing a new Torah, which means the first five books of the Old Testament. In the book of Matthew, Matthew is saying, now one greater than Moses is here. Now the approval that we need is here. And if you noticed in this passage, it said that they came to the Jordan, and it was at the Jordan River, That the people of God, led by Joshua, went into the promised land. See, what we're finding in Jesus in this moment is this. Every approval that you need and every new beginning that you need is found in him. This is why he's saying, it is good for me to come here and do this to fulfill all righteousness. In verse 16, it says this. As soon as Jesus was baptized... He went up out of the water and at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love and with him, I am well pleased. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil after fasting 40 days and 40 nights. He was hungry. I wanna paint this picture for us today because oftentimes we do, we're gonna struggle with approval. It doesn't matter how old you are, you're gonna struggle with approval. Matter of fact, this is what I found as well. It's not just the approval of everybody else. I don't know if you've discovered this. You know whose approval it's hardest to get? Ourselves. Ourselves. No matter where we are, I don't know about you, but I go, I could do that a whole lot better. I could be a whole lot better. Well, I could be a better dad, I could be a better pastor, I could be a better preacher. Man, we, we think about all this stuff. We always can be consumed with what's better. And here's what happens. If we're not careful, we'll always focus on where we don't have approval instead of focusing on our approval in Jesus. There's three things here that God gives Jesus, that he gives us today in him that changes our direction and our struggle of approval. It's three things. If you're taking notes, you wanna write this down. This is what we find when God rips open the heavens and he says this to Jesus, it's this. And this is what our souls desperately need and what we're struggling with is this. He gives him three things. God gives him acceptance, affection, and affirmation. Your soul and my soul longs for acceptance, affection, an affirmation and I love what Jesus experiences here is that at his baptism it says this that God rips open heaven that's what the gospel of Mark says is that he tore heaven open and says this is my son whom I love and with him I am well pleased here's why this matters because everything that Jesus did for the rest of his ministry this was the beginning point was done out of God's approval Everything flowed out of his approval. This last week, uh, my son Carter—actually, uh, this coming week will be his last week in kindergarten—and uh, last week they did class awards, and uh, Carter came home, and uh, I got this picture from Miss Mobley, his teacher, and uh, this is Carter here, and, and this was the award that he won. He won the Caring Classmate Award. And I'm like, that's my man, right, you know? And, and as a dad, I'm just like, that's right, Carter, man. You are the caring class. Now, here's the thing. Uh, everybody got an award, okay? So, like, he actually didn't win that award, right? It wasn't like, well, it was between him and this other kid and this and that. And he came out on top on all this. Other... No, no, no. He didn't win it. But here's the thing. As a dad, I'm like, I don't need you to win that award, Son, I just, I just love you. And here's the thing, I love, I'm like, son, I want you to be known as a caring classmate your whole life because that's who Jesus is. Son, you may strike out at every at bat. You may drop the game-winning ball to help your team win. Let's work on that. But you may, like, like you may do that. You may, you, know, you may go through all these things. You may fail. But son, you need to know that your dad loves you and your dad is so proud of you. And this is what God is doing to Jesus at his baptism. God can't contain himself. And he literally rips open heaven and goes, that's my boy. You know those parents at Little League Games, right? right? You're like, good night. All right, they got it. And do you notice your kid is ignoring you? He's telling you to be quiet right now. Right? And this is what God's doing at his baptism. Because what he knows deep is this. Jesus isn't just divine. You know who Jesus is as well? He's fully human. And what God wants Jesus to know is this, son, you're my boy, and I accept you. I love you. See, this is what our souls need. This is why we go going after the approval of everybody else. And really what we're saying is this, our souls are saying this, I just need acceptance. And that's what you find at the cross of Jesus it's not that he accepts us and all of our decisions and go, oh, no, no, that's fine. Just do whatever you want. No, what he does is this. He goes, I see you in your sin, and I want to call you sons and daughters of the king. I want to call you a part of my family. I want you in on this. This is what John chapter 1, verse 12 says. John says this, Jesus' best friend He says, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. See, that's what we're doing at our baptism. We're accepting him, that we're going, God, my life is not worthy of acceptance, but you call me your own. See, this is what happens when we begin to live with this acceptance. This is why, because the approval of people is always earned, but the approval of God is accepted approval of people it's earned but the approval of God is accepted and let's be honest we struggle to accept gifts don't we I don't know about you sometimes I struggle to accept gifts and here's why because I'm like are you planting a seed for the future so you can call on me to help you move next time you know like are you giving me a gift only so you can come back and collect on it is that why you are you just kind of like butter me up on this And this is what I know here. This is what you're going to find is you're always going to try to have to earn people's approval. And sometimes you'll never get it. And in this moment at Jesus' baptism, he goes, you're my boy. And when you accept him, John says, when you believe in him, when you receive him, he gives you and I the right to become sons and daughters of the king. That's who you are. That's who you are in Jesus. I love what Tim Keller says in his book, The Prodigal God. It's all about The prodigal son, he goes, but it's really not about the prodigal son, it's about the prodigal God who invites everybody to come back home, broken down, beat up. And he says this, he said, here's the difference between religion and the gospel. He says this, religion says this, I obey, therefore I'm accepted. But the gospel says this, I am accepted, therefore I obey. That is two different ways of living. Instead of saying, I obey and since I'm good enough, now I'm accepted. That's not what God does here and that's not what Jesus does for us. He says this, I'm not waiting on you to be good enough. I'm just waiting for you to receive my goodness and my grace. See, this isn't just our struggle. This is actually the struggle that you'll find all throughout scripture. This was the struggle of Adam and Eve in the garden. What they chose was this. Instead of the approval of God, they chose and gave in to the temptation of Satan to become like God. And sin enters the world and chaos enters the world. And not only that, you find this in Israel. Israel's story, God's chosen people who he brings out of Egypt and he says, Hey, I'll be your king. You'll be my people. I'll take care of you. You don't need anybody else to lead you. I'll lead you. And in, verse, in chapter 8, verse 5, Samuel, God had raised up Samuel to be a judge for Israel. And then listen to what Israel says to Samuel. Verse 5, it says this They said to him, You are old. Boy, what a greeting, right? You come into church today. Welcome to Northside. You're old. Love this church. Thanks for having me, right? You know, literally, this is what's happening in Israel. They said to Samuel, you're old and your sons don't walk in your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us. And then here's here's what they say. You ready? Such as all the other nations have. You follow your approval. You know whose approval Israel started following? Not God's, but the culture's cultures and this is what you find in the rest of the story is this God's people not allowing God to be their approval this is where things break down in our homes this is where things break down in our society this is where things break down in the church is when we begin to look to the culture to be our approval other than Jesus and what happens is God raises up Samuel and he says hey anoint Saul and he raises up Saul and Saul does, does a great job for a while, and then Saul begins to struggle. And towards the end of Saul's life, as he's leading Israel, he begins to choose the approval of people rather than the approval of God. First Samuel, even in our, our life group discussion questions, you see the life of Saul begin to fall apart and fracture. And he begins to make poor choices. One, he begins to sacrifice When God tells him not to sacrifice and Samuel has to confront him in verse 22 of chapter 15, this is what Samuel has to say to Saul. He says, Saul, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much in obeying the voice of the Lord? He's going, quit trying to earn God's approval. Just accept his grace. To obey is better than sacrifice, Saul, and to heed is better than the fat of rams, for rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king, Saul. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, I violated the Lord's command and your instructions, and then here it is, you ready? I was afraid of the people. So I gave in to them. Now I beg you, forgive my sin and come back with me so that I may worship the Lord. I was afraid of the people. Saul, you were to lead the people and now the people were leading you. You and I will follow our approval. The thing is, do you know the approval that we have in Jesus? The acceptance of his grace and mercy for our sin. And not only that, his affection for us. This is what we find when we begin living for approval, it leaves us wounded. But when we begin to learn to live from approval, it leaves us healed. Living for approval, you're going to be wounded like Saul. And what's sad in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and on and on, what you see is this. You see this man who's just living for the approval of everything, even though he has the approval of God and his life ends in a sad way. See, when you live for approval, it's gonna wound you. But when you live from approval, it's gonna begin to heal you. This is why God says this second phrase to Jesus. He says, you're my boy whom I love. Whom I love. You need to hear the words of God over you today. You may not love yourself, people may not love you, but you need to know today, this is why we're here, is this, God loves you and it is his love And his affection that begins to stir the waters deep in our soul. This is why John 3.16 is given to us. For God so loved the world. Here's what I love about John 3.16. It's not just that it's popular. It's this. It's that Jesus gave that verse to one man, Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee at night. Who you don't even know if he became a believer or not. That's how much God loves the world. You're embarrassed to come to me at night. I'll still tell you that God loves you. And even if you come to church and you don't decide to get baptized today, guess what? God loves you and he wants you back here next weekend. And during this week, he wants to walk with you. And in your trials and in your chaos, he wants to walk with you. Matter of fact, this is what I love in this passage is this. This is the first time that the Trinity is manifested in scripture, that you see God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit together. God opens up heaven. He begins to speak down. The Spirit comes down and Jesus is incarnate. And this is what I love in this passage is this it's that the Spirit is hovering over the waters. This is what Matthew is saying in this moment. The only other time in Scripture that the Spirit hovered over the water is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, when creation was formed. You know what God was doing at Jesus' baptism? New creation. This is why on our baptism shirts it says this I'm a new creation. Because the spirit has come to make me new. The love of God has come to live and to dwell in me. The love of God has come to overwhelm my sin and my failure and my frustration. And the love of God is here for us. Do you know the love of God? Do you have the love of God. I just want you to, to be honest just with yourself right where you are. Maybe you'll talk with your friend about this or your spouse about this this week, but just in this honest moment that we have, just be honest with the Lord. If it's not the Lord's love that is your approval today, what is it? What is it? I'm not trying to guilt you. I just want you to be honest with the Lord and yourself. Because the Lord loves you. The Lord is for you. And what we find God saying next to Jesus in this passage is this, and with you, I am well pleased. With you, I'm well pleased. Did you know this? Jesus gets said by God that with you, I am well pleased and he hadn't even done anything. He hadn't even gone to the cross. He hadn't even turned water into wine, right? He hadn't done any of these miracles. He just says, with you, I am well pleased. I don't know if it's because I turned 40 this year, but this is what I'm finding as I'm watching the NBA playoffs, I'm cheering for all the old guys, (laughs) right? They're like, Steph Curry, 34 years old. That guy's ancient. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, man. Like ease up on the ancient, right? Right? And here's what I know when they're saying this about older guys in the NBA is this, they're going, hey, they're either at their prime or they're past their prime. And really what they're saying is this, is that your value is on what you can do. Your value is on how you can perform. That your value is only dictated by how much money you can make or how many shots you can make or how big your business is or how successful you are. And what I love what God says here to Jesus is this, with you, I am well pleased with you. I am well pleased. See, when Christ is in us, when Christ is our identity, this is who we are. God looks at us and he goes, with you, I am well pleased. Not because of your performance, but because of the person that resides inside of us. See, when you and I begin to live from the affirmation of God, what we find is this, Jesus freezes from a life of performance, so we can live from rest in him. Part of the thing that might have you worn out today is in our culture, maybe in your family, it's this. You were only loved by how well you performed. You were only accepted if you had straight A's. Thank you for the grace of God. C's get degrees, right? You know what I'm saying? I suspected a few more amens on that. Whatever, it's just me, okay. That's right. We were in Steady Hall together. No, I'm joking, right? With you, with you, I'm well pleased. Guys, I just want to be honest with you. That's not always what I believe. It's not always what I believe. But it's what I need to hear. It's what I need to hear. Too many times, I follow the wrong approval in my life. And the whole time, God is saying, Nate, with my son, Jesus, you are my boy, whom I love, and with you I am well pleased, not because, Nate, what you've done, but because of what my son has done for you. See, he frees us from this life of approval, from performance, and he goes, I just want you to receive what my son has done for you. That's why here in a moment we're going to sing and we're going to invite the 18 people who are getting baptized to start making their way over the steps to go get ready. The invitation is for you today as well if you've never placed your faith in him to begin to become a follower of him. This is what I love, what Romans chapter 6 verse 4 says about baptism. It says this, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We too may live a new life. You may not approve of yourself, but because of what Jesus did on the cross, God approves of you. God has a love to give you that you don't even have to give yourself. And so the invitation for you and I today is this follow the approval of Jesus. Follow the approval of Jesus. More than you approve of yourself, more than you allow others to approve of you, allow yourself to be approved of by the finishing work of Jesus. And what you'll hear is this, when you begin to open your life up to God, it's this, you'll hear God say to you, you are my son or daughter, whom I love. And with you, I am well pleased. Boy, I wonder what it would look like for you this week, for you to begin to live with the approval of God. I wonder what it would look like for some of you in this place to parent with the approval of God. Mom guilt, it's real, I've heard all about it. Can't tell you about it, but I've heard it's real. Dad guilt, it's there too. Friend guilt, it's there. Work guilt, leadership guilt, All the guilts in the world are there. And Jesus says, I have an approval for your soul that this world can offer you. And I just want you to receive it. And I want you to be made new. I want to invite you to stand with me right now. I'm going to pray for us and the team's going to sing. And the folks are going to begin to come down and get ready to celebrate baptism. I just want to invite you right now. If you would, just go ahead and bow your head with me. I want to pray for us. So what I know is some of you came here today. Maybe some of you are watching online. You didn't plan on getting baptized today, but you're going, wow, I need this approval of Jesus. I need this grace of God to overwhelm me. I've been living on a surface level approval. I need an approval that is deeper than this culture, that's deeper than this world. It's only found in Jesus. Just wanna let you know, we got shirts, we got shorts, we got everything you need. If you need to respond to this grace of Jesus today, we wanna invite you to do so. But let me pray for us right now. Father, we stop just to say, God, sometimes we don't always feel it. Sometimes we don't always live in it. Father, we stop to say your approval is enough, that your cross is enough, Jesus, that your resurrection is enough. We may never hear the approval that we desire from family, from friends, even from ourselves. And so, God, we just stop to say right now we listen to your voice more than any other voice in the world. And we conform our lives to your voice more than any other voice in the world. In this place, Jesus, today, may we hear the words of the Father through you. That we are your sons and daughters, whom you love. And with us, you are well pleased. And so, Father, today, would you humble our hearts once again. Jesus, may we live with your approval and your approval alone. And it's in your name that we pray. And everybody said together, amen. Let's sing. If you need to give your life to the Lord, make your way over to the steps right now.